Hello and welcome to Crosstalk. I'm Wes McAdams. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the exciting work that's going on in the African country of Zambia. We'll be right back with today's special guests. You're listening to Crosstalk, which is brought to you each week by Baker Heights Church of Christ in Abilene, Texas. Baker Heights is a friendly, loving, growing, and biblical congregation. If you're in the Abilene area, please come visit us. Now, back to the show. Over 9,000 miles from Abilene, Texas is a city in Africa in the eastern province of Zambia called Chapada. Baker Heights is committed to improving people's lives in Chapada and throughout Zambia. On today's episode of Crosstalk, we want to tell you all about what life is like in Zambia and what we're doing to help the people there. We have several special guests today, and the first two are a couple of wonderful people from Baker Heights. This couple has a real heart for the Lord and for the people of Zambia. I think you'll be moved by what they have to share today. Welcome to Crosstalk, Tommy and Sheila Holmes. Well, Muli Banji. That <laughs> is a greeting in Zambian, Chapata, the Chawa language. You say Mulibanji there, and they think you can speak Chawa. So Wonderful. Kind of like, <laughs> but nice. it's good to be here. Tonight. I'll have to learn that before I go. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate the work that you guys have done over there and continue to do. Um, so why don't you tell us about how and when you first got started going over to Zambia and how that all came about? Well, Wes, we, uh, we are both teachers, retired teachers. I taught agriculture at Wiley for several years and I retired in 2002. I was trying to figure out what retirement was about, sitting in Bible class one day and the Bible teacher asked the class, said, is anyone in here interested in going to Africa? And, and kind of a smart aleck sometimes, you know, so I held my hand up and I said, yeah, I'd like to go to Africa, but what are the chances of that? I mean, it's a small likelihood. Well, within a year, the Lord had me going to Africa for the first time. Me and a group of men went over in 2003 and held a leadership seminar in Petyuka. So that was our initial beginning introduction to Africa, although it probably started sometime prior to that, a young man and a family named Wellington Wanza came to Abilene. He attended ACU, went to Baker Heights Church of Christ with us, and, and so we got to know him and his family, and that was probably the beginning of our work in Zambia. He is a Zambian, and he went home and lived over there and worked in western Zambia for quite a while before before we got involved. But then he grew up in eastern province and so our, our work is called East Rich. And anyway, Wellington was probably the reason for our involvement. But you know, in, at that seminar in 2003, there was supposed to be 24 men show up from 12 congregations that we knew in the eastern province, there was 63. Wow. Some rode bicycles for two to three days just to get there. Wow. It, it, was, it was quite an effort, and they were really um, eager to learn God's Word. Just before we left from that conference, one man, Bicklin Peary, came to me and he's just an average man. He's not a church leader or outstanding speaker or anything. He's just a regular man, kind of like many of us in, in our congregations here. 
we were talking about the cost of the trip and the time it took and, and all, and, and they knew they would never be able to come to, Af to America like we were there. And he looked at me dead in the eye and he said, you'll go home and you'll forget all about us. You never will come again. That really made an indelible you know, uh, memory in my right. mind. I came home and uh, I had left Sheila here for a month with a bunch of goats and animals at home to take care of it. I got back and she was at her wit's end and I said, I'll never <laughs> do that again without my wife, you know, so. But she's got some health issues and I, I didn't, I said, you'll never be able to go to Zambia. It's just too rough for you, it's too, the sanitation is too bad, the hygiene is too bad, the the food is scarce and she has some health problems with with food allergies and right. so lo and behold in 05 Baker Heights scheduled a medical mission trip over there and Bickland's words burned in my mind and Sheila says she would like to go and, and try to be part of it so we went we both have fell in love with it we've been four other times hopefully in, in a few months in June this June We'll, we'll go again for my sixth trip, her fifth trip. We've developed a lot of good relationships over there with, with people, so. Wonderful. We, we enjoy and it. Sheila, when, when you first went in 2005, what, what surprised you the most about the people in Zambia, the culture of Zambia? What, what would you say are some of your biggest surprises that you had when you got there? More than surprise, I think it was shock, Wes. Mm -hmm. The overwhelming and widespread poverty throughout Zambia. And over the years that we've gone to Zambia, we've been able to travel to a lot of the villages out in the bush. And most of those villages have no electricity or running water. And, and we did spend eight days in one of the villages without electricity and running water. So we, wow. we've witnessed a, that extreme poverty. Um, in all of my travels in the United States, I have never, ever, seen anything, any poverty that, that compares, even comes close to comparing to the poverty there. Eighty percent of the people in Zambia live on two dollars a day or less. In 2005, the first time I went, that figure was a dollar a day or less. So the economy is improving somewhat, but two dollars a day is not much money. Wow. Um, but the people that I've come into contact with seem to have an overwhelming joy in their life compared to the fact that they have very little material possessions. Um, they, they greet us with hearty, uh, hearty handshakes and huge smiles, so it, it's just a pleasure to, to be with the people. But most of all, they're, they're hungry to hear the word of God and they will sit for hours on uh, cold ground or on bench post to listen to the word of God being taught to them. Wow, it's amazing how comparatively we kind of 
take things for granted in this country, isn't it? And mm -hmm. compared to a place where they have nothing. And, and we, we have a hard time sitting for 30 minutes and listening to a lesson, or we have a hard time going without our cell phones or some of the conveniences we have, and, and they seem to um, not have any of those things, and they're joyful in, in, anyway. In spite of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. Uh, Tommy, Sheila kind of touched on this a little bit, but what are some of their everyday struggles? What, what do the people in Zambia uh, struggle for daily? That's the proper word, a daily struggle. It is just to have food and water for the day. It's not uncommon to see people carrying five to 10 gallons of water, women and children primarily. Uh, depending on the time of the season, they may carry it a quarter of a mile or up to two miles just, just to meet that day's water needs. Wow. So a lot of their time is taken up meeting those daily needs, food and water. Uh, they they are an agrarian society. Being an ag teacher, you know, I was very interested in what they raise, the animals and the crops they raise, uh, and and they they use that to eat. You know, the animals and the mm -hmm. food they raise is what they consume. If they don't have a crop, they they're without. Right. They they will sell the excess or barter or trade for things they need and which is very little if they have a bicycle they are very rich they you know that improves their mode of transportation and and trans, uh, selling their product or right. whatever. but uh, in the city our cities it, it is a little different it is a little more modernized not quite as bad the farther into the rural areas you get the bomas are are the uh, rural areas the the more poverty you see. And uh, it's just really, really tough. They cook and heat their homes with wood, and they've been doing that for years and years, so therefore wood is very scarce. Wow. Wood, or chips they call charcoal to cook and heat with, are a rare commodity, very valuable. So, you know, that that is one thing. We mentioned the lack of Bibles and their thirst for the knowledge. It is true, that is that is one of the bigger problems that I see that they have. They have a lot of needs, but they don't have Bibles. It, it is rare. I keep referring to that leadership conference in 03. There was an old man came to me and, and asked at the end of the conference, we had taken 24 Bibles for the 24 men that were supposed to be there. And this old man asked for a Bible. I said, well, I'll see what I can do. You know, I'm not sure. We've only got a limited supply. And he told me, he said, well, the only Bible in my village was acquired by my father. And he got it right after World War II wow. somehow. And and they could hardly read it. It had been wore out. You know? So it's things like that are, are heart touching. Right. You, you want to do all you can. But you have to be careful. There are so few Bibles, they'll use them for the black market, you know, wow. to, to trade and, and use for barter wow. and, and sell. But uh, one thing, even though they are poor and they don't have much, they have time and they're willing to sit and listen, listen to the Word of God, and they're very receptive to the things that, that the Gospel offers them. And, and they are eager to have that hope of the Gospel of Christ. 
that's something that more people around here need to do is take that time to just slow down and talk and discuss mm-hmm. and, and learn about the Word of God. Sheila, if you had to, to say one thing about why the work there is so important, what would you say about that? Without a doubt, it would be that it is very important because the Word of, of God is being spread, the Gospel of Christ is being spread throughout the eastern province of Zambia and beyond, even into Malawi and Mozambique and to other parts of Zambia. Um, the Chapada Bible College is one of the main reasons that that uh, gospel is being spread throughout Zambia. Um, it's, it's important because the life expectancy of a, a Zambian people is 44.5 years. Mm which in our, in my thinking that's relatively young and right. many people don't even live that long uh, because the people don't have enough to meet their physical needs um, and there's only a limit to what we, we as Americans can do to help them meet their physical needs. We can help provide some maize, uh, we can help drill water wells so they have clean water we can do some medical missions to meet some of their basic health needs. But the main thing that we can do through supporting the Chapada Bible College is to uh, reach out to meet their spiritual needs. Right. I really appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Tommy, do you have can one I, other I've thing? I've got one more thing I'd like to say. Yes, I sir. talked about Bickland, Terry. Mm. It has been my privilege through the congregation at Baker Heights to be able to go back four or five times each time I have been able to look that man in the eye and say, I'm back, we're helping you, we're trying to do what we can. And, and our presence there gives them encouragement and, and I appreciate the, the church at Baker Heights Church of Christ for supporting such an effort. You bet. And we appreciate you guys for you going and you doing this wonderful work. We've got two more special guests that we have in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Crosstalk, which is brought to you by Baker Heights Church of Christ in Abilene, Texas. Find out more about Baker Heights by visiting our website, bakerheights.org. Welcome back. In the last segment, we spoke with two of our members who have a great passion and love for the people of Zambia. Now I'd like to introduce you to two of our deacons who work in our missions program. These two men also have a great passion for Zambia and the work that's going on there. Welcome to Crosstalk, uh, John Hansen and James Sumners. We're so glad to have you guys. I appreciate the work that you guys are doing over there. John, you've been working in missions for quite a while now. Why don't you tell us, if you would, kind of give us an overview of how long Baker Heights has been working in Zambia and what we've accomplished during that time. We actually made our first trip to Zambia in 2002. Um, Four of us went over and joined up with Wellington Mwanza, our missionary that Tommy talked about, and we toured a lot of Zambia to determine what we wanted to do as far as uh, mission work. We knew there was a, a big mission effort in the west called Namianga Mission and up in the northwest uh, called Mumena. Both of those uh, work through Hillcrest Church of Christ here in Abilene. But there was nothing being done in the eastern part of Zambia. And so since that was Wellington's uh, birthplace, he was born on, on a cattle track in the middle of the bush wow. um, and um, we decided that would be a good place to go because it was his passion and dream to go uh, there too. So we um, 
went again in 2003 uh, to the meeting Tommy talked about, uh, four of us went there, and it has just spread since then. Um, but really in the eastern part, um, we have started a preacher training school and the building of that started in uh, 2006. By 2007, we at least had the facilities to uh, teach uh, a few men. We've had a number of classes now and uh, we are up to a two-year curriculum. And uh, we have all the basic building blocks of having a campus. So we operate out of there. Um, the idea was to plant and mature congregations. Because Zambia has such a um, high number of young people, uh, only about 4% of the, con of the uh, whole population of almost 15 million, only about 4% is uh, 55 or older. Wow. So it's a very young base. Um, and there weren't many churches in that area at the time, and so uh, that's where we came up with the goal to plant and mature congregations. The first thing we did to do that was to uh, bring in some older men who were well-versed in the scriptures and, and had already been preaching, and we asked them to uh, spread out in the eastern province and um, start congregations and, and uh, bring people uh, to the Lord. And but then we realized these are older men and at some point we're going to need a cadre of young preachers to take their place at some point. And uh, so the preacher training school, the Chapat uh, training school was part of that plan. And uh, it's worked very well and we have got three, um, excuse me, we've got um, 13 um, preachers out in the field right now. And we started with less than half a dozen congregations, and we're approaching the 100 mark on how many congregations we wow. have Wow. So, so we're, we're working with a preacher training school there. Yes. We've got several students right now, and, and the students that have graduated in the past have gone out and planted 100 congregations. That's, yes. that's phenomenal. How many, how many students do you think estimated uh, have, we, have we sent out uh, from the Chapada Bible School? We're at about the 40 level, wow. and, which is very good because we started with just six men. Yeah. And now our, we're where we could take 12 men per class, two classes, you know, the first year and second year. So we could do 24 men. Uh, for the two years. So. That's fantastic. It's exciting. That is exciting. James, I know that you're about to go on a medical mission trip here pretty soon to, to Zambia. Tell us about some of the things that you're going to be doing over there and what you really hope to accomplish while you're there. Well, when you think of a place like Zambia, you, you know that there's, you know, we have uh, uh, minor emergency clinics that we can go to. If we have a problem, we can go and get medicine. Um, but um, we do the medical mission because it when you go out in the bush, they don't have that opportunity. They don't have anybody nearby that they can go see. Um, and so we go there and we try to provide some minor medical care, um, see if people need glasses, um, treat wounds, um, and give them what medicines that we can. And although this is our task and, the re and, and what we do when we go there, that's not really the purpose of what we do. Our goal is always to to aid in the encouragement of the brothers and sisters in Christ there, to help them to spread the gospel and, and give them a little bit of a, uh, credibility. Um, I like to think of Eastreach more of a work of, of, from our perspective, a support of the natural growth of the church there. Um, and we don't go to 
to speak and, and preach the word to them ourselves, but to support the brothers there who are in the bush already, um, already uh, preaching the word. Uh, uh, I like to think of Ezekiel chapter 3, one of my favorite books, uh, verses 4 through 6, where, where Ezekiel says, uh, the Lord says to Ezekiel, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them, for they are not, uh, you are not sent to a people of a foreign speech or a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many peoples of foreign speech and a hard language whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I sent you to them uh, such that they would listen to you. Uh, and I think of that because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to send Zambians to Zambians so that when they take the word to them that they will uh, be able to touch them in ways that, that make sense to them, whereas we uh, uh, sometimes they might listen more to us, but at the same way, in the same way that we can't stay there all the time, and we might bring influences that would not be beneficial. But again, the goal of every Christian that this reminds me of is that we are to evangelize to our own people, to speak to our own people, uh, and while while we're there, we hope to again support. Uh, encourage and give a little bit of cre credibility to the preachers there who are spreading the word in the bush. Right, wonderful. John, and this kind of goes along with what James has said, I'm sure, but if you had to say what is our number one goal in Zambia and why we do what we do, what would you say our number one goal there is? Our number one goal is to plant and mature congregations. In essence, it's about spreading the word and it'll always be about telling the good news to the people in that area. But there's so much more than that because um, as you get further away from the village, uh, from the main towns and you get into the villages, some of those folks are in desperate need of food. Many of them don't know where the next meal's coming from and that next meal may be a potato, you know. Mm. And so um, it, it's not enough just to go there and say, let me tell you about Jesus and then turn around and say, bye. It be, we've got to let them know that we care about them as individuals. We care about their needs. Um, we would love to have something like a, an orphanage. There are so many orphans in that area because of the HIV AIDS. Uh, we would like to set up little mini clinics that stay there as opposed to what we do, just going there and then a few years later going back again. This would be a nurse that we would have to uh, kind of like a circuit preacher, go from village to village right. and uh, support that. And then the agricultural side that Tommy talked about, helping them to learn how to uh, have sustainable vegetable gardening to feed their families and how to take care of their, um, their goat herds and, and take care of their physical needs first. And well, not first, but as we're telling them about the gospel. Right. So that would be the encapsulated a, a big goal but it's always going to be about teaching the Word. Absolutely. We want to go over there and make disciples and grow yes. congregations. And as we're doing that, we want to encourage people and teach people and, and feed people and help them in, in whatever way we can. But I like what you guys have said, that our goal is to train the Zambians to help take care of the Zambians, to, to help take care of their own people, as James said. James, I know, again, you're, you're about to leave here pretty soon to go on this, on this mission trip. You've got a family at home. You've got some kiddos and a wife, and you've got a job, and you're busy young man. Uh, so some people might look at you and say, why are you going to go over there and spend a couple weeks in Africa? What, what is so important over there that you would pick up and, and leave and go over there and do that? What, what would you say to somebody that said, why are you doing that? Well, first off, my family is very important to me. 
and I, uh, you know, my wife really wishes that she could come with me. She, she says, I don't really want you to go without me. And my daughter, she's four years old, she, she keeps asking, when can I go with you, Daddy? When can I go with you? And that's very important to me, uh, that they know how important this is. But again, why is it important? It's because these are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, I'm reminded of First Peter chapter 2, verses 9-10, through 10, where it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for my own possession, and you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Um, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. When I think of that, I, I think of Zambians. I think of uh, people who we've worked with in Brazil. I know uh, Canadians and Americans that we're all one in Christ. Because we've put on Christ, we are all one. And they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's why I want to go. Another reason why I love Zambia and want to go to Zambia and why it's so important is it's an open door. So many times we think of mission fields where... Um, you know, we can't get the gospel, and, and that's understandable. We need to try to get in where we can't, but uh, Zambia's an open door. It's been open to us. The, the people there are very open, um, and also the, the leaders of Zambia also recognize the value of Christianity, the value of faith that it brings to the people, the quality of life it brings to people, so they also encourage that as well, and so that, that's another reason why we go, but again, it's about the people. I, my friends are there. Not just brothers and sisters in Christ, but my friends are there in Zambia. And they're fighting the good fight, and we want to encourage them to continue that, to, to remember that there's more than, uh, more than just their, their small uh, area that's being impacted, but they have brothers and sisters across the world uh, who love them. Um, and uh, you know, once, once you go to Zambia, I, I like to say the people, they get in your blood. Um, you, it, it's, they become part of you. And once you go, you always, always, always want to return. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the work that you guys do, both in going over there and supporting the work that's over there. And you guys are taking care of our mission program and doing such a wonderful job. The work that Tommy and Sheila have done. I know that the people there mean a lot to you and it means a lot to us uh, that, that haven't gotten to go yet, that you're, you're doing these things. And, and I'm excited to go one of these days. I know that these people mean the world to you because like you said, they're our family. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, this has been a wonderful discussion. Uh, we've got just a, a, another final thought that we'll be back with uh, in just a moment. So please stay around and uh, we will uh, have one final message here in just a moment. Crosstalk is brought to you each week by Baker Heights Church of Christ located at 5382 Texas Avenue in Abilene, Texas. We meet every Sunday morning for Bible study at 9 and worship at 10 and every Sunday evening at 6. We also meet on Wednesday evenings at 7. If you're in the Abilene area, we would love for you to come worship with us. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Crosstalk. Now, here's a final thought from Wes. I want to thank John Hansen, James Sumners, and Tommy and Sheila Holmes for coming on Crosstalk today to talk about our work in the eastern province of Zambia. I hope this gives you an idea of how much Baker Heights cares about people. We care about people having food to eat, clean water to drink, and quality medical care. But most importantly, we care about people hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. There are people all over the world who don't know Christ, and that breaks our heart. 
We want everyone to have the opportunity to hear the good news. That's why we work in Zambia, and that's why we produce Crosstalk every week, so that everyone has a chance to hear and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you've never obeyed the gospel and you'd like to study with someone, please give us a call at Baker Heights. The number is 325-692-6974. We would love to set up a Bible study with you. Or if you have a question about something you've heard on the show today, you can send us an email. The email address is questions at bakerheights.org. We may even include your question on a future episode so others can benefit from the answer as well. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and family about Crosstalk, and you can find an archive of past episodes on our website at bakerheights.org crosstalk. Come worship with, with us. You're always welcome. We love you. God loves you. Have a wonderful day.